This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Avoid Probate with Jason Laidler. Heard every Sunday at 8 a.m. on Zoomer Radio. Welcome to the program with a unique focus on helping Canadians avoid probate. The one thing everyone should know about probate is that it's not inevitable. With some planning and good advice, you can avoid the exhausting, expensive and time-consuming probate process and have your affairs settled quickly and privately. Speaking of good advice, here are your hosts of Avoid Probate. Good morning, Zoomer listeners. Welcome to the Avoid Probate show on this beautiful Sunday morning. I'm Jason Laidler here with the world-famous Ted Wallachian. Good morning, Ted. How are you today? Good morning to you, Jason. I'm well. Thank you very much for for asking. Quite uh, an historic week we have had. You look well, by the way. You look Uh, well. Thank you very much. I like your shirt. You want it? (laughs) No, thanks. I can lease it. Uh, Quite an historic week leading up to uh, the anniversary of... uh, the horrific events of uh, September the 11th in 2001. Um, everybody recalls where they were on 9-11. I was just going to say that. One of those they things. Heard I was on the radio at the time, and I remember Dave Agar was doing the news because I was doing the morning show at, uh, at uh, 1010 CFRB, and Agar interrupted with a bulletin saying that CNN is announcing that a, an aircraft has flown into one of the buildings at the World Trade Center. Uh, they didn't know what kind of an aircraft it was at first. They thought maybe it was a small plane, a traffic plane from a local television or radio station. They were unaware, and then so I immediately threw, we had monitors in the studio, and I put up CNN, and I said, well, yeah, they're saying now that it looks like it was a small plane. And so it went on, and everybody was just trying to get an idea of what was going on. At first, they thought it was just one, a, a terrible accident had occurred. Well, there was, as we found out 25 minutes later, shortly after 9, there was nothing accidental about it. I remember going into the newsroom, sitting there and watching the monitor, and I can't remember what station it was on, and suddenly I see this visual of uh, an aircraft flying into a building. I said, well, they finally got some some footage of it. I guess somebody must have been on the other side of the building, and they immediately on, on the television were saying, this is footage of a second aircraft that flew into a building. Right. Well, right then, I mean, like the chill just ran through my body and probably everybody in the world who was following the story thinking, my God, this is an attack now. This is not two accidental commercial aircraft or, you know, uh, local aircraft from television or radio station. And so a year later, we ventured to New York City to do the morning show on the anniversary of September 11th. And we flew down the day before. We flew down September the 10th. The, the, the security at Toronto Airport was just, I mean, you can imagine what it was yep. like. It's one year almost to oh, the day. Right. It's and one year for a repeat. Uh, exactly. So we're flying down. The aircraft is packed, and I'm flying down with my producer at the time, Mike Ben Dixon, who's now the program director of 1010. And we're flying down, and I said to him, why well, get on the plane? And I said, Mike, we're okay, we're safe. So what do you mean? I said, well, the Solicitor General is on the plane. <laughs> okay. That's like the top cop in Ontario. Uh-huh. And, and on top of that, so is James Bond. Really? Yeah, because uh, what's his name? The actor who played Bond at the time. 
Who would it have 20 been? years ago? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Pierce Brosnan? Yes, it was Pierce Brosnan. Oh, look at me. He was on the, he was on the flight as well. I said, we're, we're covered. And, of course, back then, they were already utilizing uh, Air Rangers as well. Yeah. They'd newly implemented them. Newly implemented. As a result of the attack. So, yeah. uh, so there we were. We flew in, into New York City. We did the morning show the next morning from outside of the uh, Carnegie Deli because we had befriended the owner of the Carnegie Deli who during the uh, during those horrific weeks uh, surrounding or following the 9-11 were serving food to all the, the first responders. Mm. People would come by and like nice. thousands and thousands of sandwiches and various types of food that they were serving. So we did it outside and, you know, interviewing people as they came and went past the restaurant to get their feelings. It was an identical morning weather-wise to one year ago, yeah. the, the previous year, I should say. And then we went and we spent some time. The afternoon show, they were broadcasting from literally right across the street from yeah. 9-11 in an old uh, a building which held, it was the headquarters for Verizon, the telecommunications yep. people. Yep. And we were up on the second floor because we were affiliated with CBS. CBS was doing their entire broadcast day from that second floor, including Dan Rather doing news and news updates. And so they had a whole row, a whole floor of various media, and we had one location there. And I remember leaving the building, and we sort of we walked through the building, and it's just like this twisted metal and just the eeriest, eeriest of feelings. On the way back, I can imagine. We, we flew back, and we would go to the airport, LaGuardia, and it's empty. And have you ever been to New York City? No. That's not, that's the least place to find. Um, space is in, in the airport. It's always packed. And it was almost empty. Nothing but police and militia and the armed forces. And, People were afraid and, to fly. That, and dogs yeah. and machine guns walking around. Exactly. So we got on the plane. And I remember falling asleep as we took off. And about 15 minutes before we landed, I had to go to the washroom. But we were told that 15 minutes after, before takeoff and before landing, nobody could leave their seats. So the steward said to me, he says, no, you can't. And I said, okay. So I went and sat down, waited, and we landed. And then I said, can I go? And I said, yeah. And he says, listen, I'm sorry. I said, you don't have to apologize to me. He said, well, he says, I wouldn't have stopped you from going. You could have gone. I was not going to physically stop you. But somebody in this aircraft would have. I said, oh, so there's a ranger on board. He says, yeah. I said, which one? And he just looked at me and says, I can't tell you that. He pointed to Pierce Brosnan. Oh, that was no, the other it, flight. Yeah, no. So there was somebody on board that wouldn't. Wouldn't tell me it was. It was just quite quite the experience. I mean, just and chilling, and as as it was for everybody watching, sure. and whether you were there or not. Friends of mine go uh, to New York City for vacation on a regular basis and rave about it. Um, so Beautiful. City. I want to go. I've never been. I've heard. Oh, you'll love it. I've heard fantastic things. You'll love it. It's a great city. It's about a hundred miles an hour. If you think Toronto is hectic. Mm. <laughs> Pretty well, hectic in New York. I like Vegas. I've been there a few times, so maybe, maybe it compares to it's in many ways the activity. In many ways, another that. city that never sleeps. Right, the same buzz, same kind of. Zzz. Hmm. Anyway, got a great show for you. Glad you've all tuned in this morning. Of course, yeah. Um, thanks for being with us this morning. I think. Isn't, there, isn't this also a special football? Uh, well, it is. By yes, the way? of course. You're a football fan, well, right? Well, in about three hours from now, yes. Yeah. It's, it's the first uh, full, full. Football began on Thursday because it's the way it is. But today is the first 
full day, the first Sunday. And uh, your team would be who? The Green Bay Packers. Oh, well, that's cool. If, if I had to pick a team, that's probably the one I'd pick. I'm not a big NFL fan. I prefer to support the CFL. I like the CFL as well. Argo, I, uh, Argo fan? Big Argo fan. And quick story, because we're, we're on the clock here, uh, but uh, when I was um, co-organizing the uh, Highland Games for the town of Georgina, it happened to be the 100th uh, Grey Cup year, the year that the Argos won. Uh-huh. They won the 100th Grey Cup. And the Grey Cup is something that you could, well, back then at least, you could uh, order it. You could uh, borrow it for an event if you got something going on. And we did that. And so we had the 100th Grey Cup uh on hand at the fairgrounds for the day, and you could pose with it uh, and get your picture taken for free. Wow. And it was really neat to see. Uh, of course, it came with sec- its own security, travels with security, and uh, they're very cautious about it. I don't know if that's still an option these days, but... Now, is that the actual Grey Cup, or is it like the standard no, Cup I think they, it was they the, have a traveler? Well, I don't know. I, th- I thought it was the actual Grey Cup. Uh, don't burst my bubble on that one, but I, th- I think it would, uh, was the real deal. It probably was. And, you know, you got to apply like six months in advance and explain why, where, when, what's going on and who's going to be doing what and all that stuff. But anyway, it was pretty neat uh, just to have it there under the tent for people to, to see the 100th, which Toronto won. That's right. In Toronto. In Toronto, yeah. Okay, well, it is the Avoid Probate Show, so I guess we should maybe switch gears and talk about some probate stuff. Uh, we've got quite a bit of stuff to talk about as usual But we'll take a quick break first, uh, top up your tea or coffee, and we'll see you right back after this. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. Good afternoon, friends. We are gathered here to remember, insert your name, and we're heartbroken because, insert your name, did not avoid probate. So the loved ones of, insert your name, have to wait a long time for what rightfully is theirs. I see I've made you cry. Recent changes in law make probate slower, more complicated, and more expensive. Don't make it harder for your loved ones. Avoid probate.ca. This is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. Welcome back, Zoomers. Thank you once again for joining us here on this Sunday morning. Jason Laidler and Ted Walshin here for you to talk about things related to probate, all things probate. It is the Avoid Probate show. Um, we should just point out as well, um, if I may do this. Yeah, go ahead. The information provided in this program is for general consumption only, not intended to provide particular legal or investment advice. Every situation, of course, is different. So if you've got legal or investment questions, speak with a licensed expert. And of course, you can contact Jason at info at avoidprobate.ca. That's info at avoidprobate.ca or toll free one 877 7628-844-667-7628 for your questions, because you're getting a lot of questions. We're getting a lot of questions. Um, i got to say, and thanks for doing that. Uh, I know it's the boring part of the show, but we got to do it. The A lot of, a lot of the questions are, are very generic, and I get it because, you know, if you don't know what the topic is about, you don't know what the question is that you need to be asking, right? And so we get the question a lot, you know, I need more information on probate. And um, I kind of I kind of sigh a little bit when I see that because I, I feel like I'm inadequate. I don't know how to answer that question because the topic is so broad. You know, a friend of mine 
compared it to say to something where by it's like you know tell me something about surgery, right? I mean, well, <laughs> which part? Right. Where where do you begin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For so, sure. So often when I get that question, and I and I do appreciate the question. Don't get me wrong, because I know that means there's somebody out there with with issues and concerns, and I want to help them. That's what we're here for. So I do appreciate the question. I just struggle to to reply, and and if it's an email then I'll usually reply by saying, you know what, this is something that would be much easier to discuss in real time, so please send me a phone number and a good time to call, and I remind them there's no charge for the consultation. We never charge for any consultations. In fact, we usually don't even charge for the full solution, but that's another story. And then that's another way for me to know if, if they're really serious about uh, getting the information or not. If, they, if they're not really serious, then they don't reply with a phone number. Most of the time, they do reply with a phone number. And then we set up a phone call and we have a chat. And it's much easier for me to know. I can ask the questions that need to be asked, get a lay of the land. Having said all that, you know, I am going to touch on some basics of, of the probate process uh, this morning for the listeners. And I, I went to the Attorney General website. It's a really... I think it's a really clever website. There's a lot of information on there. You don't have to dive deep. I, I, I did, and I found some neat stuff. But, you know, it starts with an overview of, of what the probate process is. This is a national website. This is the provincial website. Oh, the I'm provincial. Sorry, I'm, I'm glad you qualified that. Yeah. The, the, the Ontario Attorney General's website has all this information, and you can be there for a long time. And I get it. And, but also, I also appreciate the fact that a lot of our listeners – aren't computer savvy. And so that's, that comes up in conversations as well when I say... A well, lot of our staff do. <laughs> a lot of our radio show hosts which, which and would guests. Be you and me. Yes. So if I, if I direct someone to the website, because I'll do that right now, www.avoidprobate.ca, that is the website and the name of the company. Um, it's full of information and lots of, and lots of uh, resources and a link to past radio shows. So if you're just tuning in or if you're relatively new to to the weekly Sunday morning show that we do for you, you can go to the website right on the landing page there. There's a button that says something like click here to hear past shows. It's very obvious. You click there, boom, all the shows that we've done pop up and you can pick and choose which ones you want to listen to at your convenience. Mm-hmm. Okay. Getting back to the information on the website, you know, it, it talks about, it simplifies that when a person dies... You know, they may leave behind belongings, real estate, and other assets, which is called their estate. In Ontario, an estate trustee is the only person with the legal authority to manage or distrib- distribute an estate. And I, and this comes up a lot, too, because people say, well, I, I'm going to sell the house. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I have to remind them, I'm like, well, you can't unless, until it's probated. You can't sell something that doesn't belong to you. I can't just go out there and sell Ted Walsh's house because I feel like it. Ted Walsh might have a problem with that. Right, probably. <laughs> right? So, but the probate process, that's what grants the authority to that individual person mm-hmm. so that now, you know, unlike normal situations, they can sell things that don't belong to them, including mom's house, investments, whatever, whatever the assets might be. It validates the will. It validates you as the executor to, to have that authority and be that person. But that's just the beginning of the process, right? So probate is, is a procedure to ask the court to give a person the authority to act as the estate trustee of an estate or confirm the authority of a person named as the estate trustee in the deceased's will and formally approve that the deceased's will is their valid and last will. 
because who knows? There could be other wills that were done before or other wills in other places. If your probate application is successful, the court will issue something called the Certificate of Appointment of a State Trustee, which is the proof that a person has the legal authority to deal with the estate. And if there is a will, that's the proof that the will is valid. So that's the rubber stamp that you're looking for when you're the estate trustee. You got to get that certificate issued, and there's a process to get that to get that issued. We'll talk about that uh, a little bit. If a probate certificate is not always required in order to administer an estate before starting an application for probate, you may wish to determine whether the person or institution holding estate assets or requiring a payment or action uh, requires a certificate. A person might apply for a probate certificate if the deceased person died without a will, the deceased's will does not name an estate trustee. A couple of weeks ago, Ted, you'll remember we were talking about holograph wills, which are the wills that you yeah. you draft yourself. Yep. Well, if you're, I mean, the famous example is the farmer who got pinned under his tractor and wrote his last uh, will in the dust on the fender or something like that. I mean, it's, it was a very simple straightforward will that says, I, I leave all my world worldly possessions to whoever, you know, you might not um, think to name an estate trustee in that case. And so that's an example of where probate would be required because the estate trustee isn't named. Uh, carrying on with the list, uh, a financial institution wants proof of a person's legal authority to receive the money or investments of the deceased. Well, we talk about this all the time. We've talked about this where even if the province doesn't require probate because the estate's not uh, as large as $50,000, it's still possible because they have discretion, the financial institution could still require the probate. And you, you walk in, you say, hi, grandma died, I'm in, I'm in charge, I'm, I'm the executor, I want to move the money, and they're like, hold your horses, buddy, we don't know who you are, we're not taking that chance, we don't know if that will, you wrote it this morning, uh, you know, after breakfast or whatever. So they say, go through the probate process, come back with the rubber stamp. That lets the bank off the hook. And this is, a, we get this question a lot from people who are asking, you know, do do I have to deal with probate if the estate is small? Uh, sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. Another reason for it, uh, the estate assets include real property, which does not pass to another person by right of survivorship. Uh, this could be something that we, we fix using something called a second will. And believe it or not, yes, you can have a second will or a third will Why? or a fourth will. Why would you do that? You do that to avoid probate. Uh, there's the, the rules are specific as to what goes in these. I say specific because they can't be tainted. So, for example, it's possible you can have um, probate-free assets in this will, but if you add one asset that does require probate, boom, you can taint the whole thing. This is for the lawyers to deal with. We're, I'm not the lawyer. Ted's not the lawyer. Uh, the lawyers are on the team, of course, and uh, we have, I'd like to think, some of the best lawyers, some of the best estate planning lawyers, and there's a difference. But uh, we can certainly, and we refer the lawyers, we refer our, our listeners to the lawyers all the time because a trust, I was going to get to that, a trust is another way to avoid the probate on, on a principal residence or property that you might own, houses, things like that. You know, these things, there's costs associated with setting them up, but sometimes it's, uh, it's well, it's money well spent. You might spend 5,000 bucks to save 50 grand. So it's pretty simple math calculation. Even you can do that math, Ted. Uh, even be close, right? Yeah. So uh, I just wanted to 
use that to point out that we do have lawyers on the team and that I'm not one of them. Uh, why else would you might apply for a probate certificate? Uh, there's a dispute about who should be the estate trustee. Uh, sure, sisters and brothers aren't agreeing. No, no, mom wanted it to be me. No, no, mom wanted it to be me. Um, you know, you can't spell estate. So why would you, why would she pick you kind of thing? And there's, there's processes for that. There's processes for what, what, what happens if you get into a situation where someone doesn't leave a will and they have three children and all three children believe that they should be the executor, they should be in charge of, of, of the future moving yep. forward. How do they settle that? They can each apply if they really are all fighting for the job, which is craziness in my mind. I've said this on the show many times. Frankly, in my opinion, you do not want to be an executor in Ontario if you can help it for a lot of reasons, including personal liability reasons and all the trouble and rigmarole and stress and all that stuff, that all that fun stuff that goes along with it. But yeah, you can apply and you make your case to the judge and the judge will decide based on your evidence and, your, and the case you've made who's going to uh, win the day. And, and at, the, at the same time, if you have been named and you realize, I don't want this job, I don't have a clue, I don't have time, whatever reason, I don't even like the guy, whatever, <laughs> um, you, can, you can apply to be removed. Yeah, well, I would imagine you could. Right? Sure, that makes sense. They can't force, it's not something you can be forced to do. Right. Because you have to realize a lot of people um, find out by surprise that they've been named as the executive. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's a good idea to tell your, it's a good idea to ask your executor first. I would think so. But that doesn't always happen. People just make assumptions. Oh, uh, you know, Jimmy's an accountant and I've known him for 25 years at the golf club and he'll be, he'll do a great job. Now, in fairness, an executor does get paid for their work. They get paid. They're entitled to get paid, uh, for sure. That's that's court ordered. That that was settled a long time ago. So yeah, and that can be a sizable chunk of money too, because it's it's a total of five percent. You know, if it's a million bucks, that's fifty grand. Two million dollars of estate, it's a hundred grand. You might spend two years earning it. Yeah. And I think the last item on the list of reasons you might apply for the certificate is uh, some beneficiaries named in the will are not able to provide legal consent, and that can refer to minors, mm-hmm. and it can also refer to uh, people lacking capacity. Right. Right. And so those could, uh, those could be other reasons to, uh, you might need to apply for the certificate. If you need a probate certificate to sell an estate's real property, uh, consider getting this before entering into an agreement to purchase a purchase and sale. That sounds obvious. I mean, if you need to probate the place, <laughs> don't sell it first. Because that's just going to create problems. But some people are so you know hot to trot to get their hands on the cash, and the market's hot, and you can sell a house in uh, three hours, I think, in the GTA if the price is right. Uh, but if you don't have it probated first, that's a mistake, and that that kind of goes without saying. I think we needed to take a quick break. That's uh, enough to chew on for now. Top up those coffees and teas, and please join us right back after this quick break. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. My name is Marilyn, and I avoided probate. Marilyn is a good daughter who wants the best for her elderly mom. Um, why is she overdrawn on her account? What's going on here? Her mom had money, much of which was tied up in non-registered accounts like GICs, paying next to no interest, which meant... She was dipping into her capital big time because the residence she was staying in was very costly. So she was overdrawn on her account four times a month. Marilyn wanted to disperse the money for her mom's needs using her power of attorney. 
The bank refused, saying the accounts were in her mom's name only, and then rubbed salt in the wound. They pushed it back on the family and said it was all our fault. We should have been on top of it, not them. That's when Marilyn got a hold of Jason at avoidprobate.ca. He accompanied Marilyn to the bank to move mom's money. Why? The insurance companies now have as many, if not more, investment options than the banks have. Plus, we can also put a 100% death benefit guarantee on the account once it's at the insurance company. Anybody who has non-registered accounts at the bank needs to look into the services we provide at avoidprobate.ca. I don't know how long my mother is going to live. None of us know. So my thing was, if she lives to 100, there'll be more than enough money to sustain her. How was avoidprobate.ca able to help Marilyn's mom? It's a good news story. The account is earning much more than it did when it was at the bank in a low-paying GIC. But more importantly, it's still 100% mom money. There's no joint owner on the account, but there is a beneficiary on the account, which wasn't there before. Which means no tax issues and no probate to worry about. I share my story with as many people as I can, and I hand out Jason's cards to lots of people and say, call this man. He'll walk you through it. Call us at avoidprobate.ca on the toll-free number, but call us before your mom or dad passes away. That's when we can help you. Avoid probate like Marilyn did with avoidprobate.ca. Call 1-844-667-7628. This is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. Welcome back. You are listening to the Avoid Probate Show. I'm Ted Walsh and he is Jason Laidler. You can get a hold of Jason during the course of the week. You can email him. Info at avoidprobate, which is one word. Info at avoidprobate.ca. Or toll-free, you may call 1-844-667-7628. I want to pick up where we left off, which was uh, talking about applying for the first first step. We're still at the first step here, applying for the certificate. Only one certificate can be issued by the court. So before you start an application for probate, you may want to determine whether anyone else has already started a court application or has been issued a probate certificate by contacting... Uh, the estate trustee named in the will, if there is one, or the estate trustee's lawyer, if any. And um, if we get to it in the mailbag, I got a story about the lawyer who lost the will. Oh, no, no, sorry, denied, denied having it. Um, that's an interesting story. Maybe we'll get to that, I hope. You uh, also might want to check the re- with relatives and friends of the deceased uh, to see if anybody, you know, has already begun the process. You don't want to, you can't duplicate it. They can only issue one certificate. This, I got to say, was I really found interesting. If you have a financial interest in the estate, you can ask the court to inform you of the start of any proceedings by filing a specific form, 74.3, with the court. I mentioned the form number on purpose, 74.3, because when I went to the list of documents that the province provides, along with all this information on the website, uh, I found form 73 point something, and 76 point something, but 74.3 wasn't even on the list. So I thought, okay, that's weird. A little bit more digging. I was I was able to find a copy of it. And I want to share. I want to share this. I want to expand on this because I was shocked. I didn't know that this was an option, to be honest. And I'm shocked that it's so easy for you or me or anybody to simply, what's the wording here again? You know, you could ask the court to inform you of the start of any proceedings 
with an estate. And I'm looking at this form now. Now, this is a, you, you can, it's the Canada Will Registry. No, hold about. on, hold on. We're oh, going to okay. get there. All right. This, we're still in Ontario, and we're still talking about someone who's beginning of the probate process. And so this form, <laughs> I, might, I might just fill it out. Uh, it, it's called Request for Notice of Commencement for, of Proceedings. So you just put your name in. And all it says is it wants details about the deceased person. So I could say Ted Walshen. Um, that's all I want is the name. They don't ask for a social insurance number. They don't ask for an address. They don't ask for anything else except the name. And then it says, I, I have, I appear to have a financial interest in the estate and desire to be informed of the commencement of any proceedings in the estate. Notice of the commencement of any proceedings may be mailed to me at the address shown below. So I just put my address shown below. And when, when somebody begins proceedings on this estate of Ted Walshen, they're going to notify me just like that, just because I asked for it. So I'm thinking, wow, it's not tested in any way. Like what heads up, you know, uh, ex-spouses and uh, ex-bosses or ex-girlfriends or business partners who did the dirty on you or something like that. Like you can just say, I want to be notified when this person's estate is about to be processed. And that's a public, it's a public uh, activity. So once you get the notification, you can get all the dirt you want. This is another reason why we strongly recommend people try to avoid the probate process using our solution, which I should remind the listeners. It's a simple transfer of the non-registered investments at the bank over to the insurance company where we can now put beneficiaries on it, which you couldn't do at the bank. So once we name the beneficiaries, the kids, the church, the cat, whoever you want, that money will not be frozen. That money will not be probated and it will not be public information because it won't be probated. So I just thought that was uh, kind of interesting. Form 74.3, just say whoever it is you want to keep tabs on. And apparently the government will tell you. Simple as that. And, and this you do prior to the person's passing? Well, yeah. You just said, let me know if and when somebody files documents to, to settle the estate of Joe Smith. And bingo, you're, you're, you're in the know. Well, how would you know if, if I'm not lying when it says that I have a, a I that, believe that there might be money in this. Well, that's what me. I'm saying. It's not tested. So, yeah, you know. Well, so I could that, go right now and I could say, okay, I want you to check out the... Dwayne Johnson, The Rock's will. Well, well, you could do that anyway. That's that's a different matter because you can go to the courthouse and look up any will you want because it's a public in, public access. But this is this is in advance. Why is it public access? Like if if I have because it's a court process. I know, but if I have ten million dollars, I want to leave you ten million dollars. Oh, that's nice. It should be yeah, well, if there's the big if. It shouldn't be anybody's business, and and it could jeopardize your life if somebody Absolutely finds should. out that you got $10 million from me when I died, yep. now suddenly you're targeted. Because you owed it to somebody else maybe. But no, this is, why, this is why privacy is so important. And uh, again, our solution... Well, there's no privacy here at all. No, I know. But our solution provides privacy because when we move the money and reinvest it apples to apples at the insurance company, mm-hmm. it doesn't go through probate. And therefore, it's not subject to this public... So there's another reason to seriously consider it. That's a very good reason to consider it. right. In fact, for some people, it's the only reason. For some people, it's the only reason. It's the privacy. There's some private people out there, especially if there's businesses and, and, you know, soiled relationships and whatever, things things like that. And to them, privacy is key. And that's the only reason for some people to do this transfer. Wow. That's quite fascinating. 
So obviously, um, when you're going to be the person dealing with the probate on behalf of the deceased, the deceased person's estate, you know, if there's a will, and let's hope there is, well, part of the challenge could be finding that will. We've, we talked about this a few times before, you know, having the will in the safety deposit box, it could create something like a catch-22 because if the bank, <laughs> if the bank's not going to let you act on behalf of anybody until you get the stuff probated, but you can't get it probated until you get the will out of the safety deposit box, well, we were in a, we got a, we got a problem. Further to finding the will and the challenge that that can create, I'm, I've got another article here um, called Lost Wills, Will Registries, and the New Canada Will Registry, um, posted by Charlotte McGee, June 20th, 2019, uh, in the Estate and Trust Executors and Trustees from Hall and Estate Succession Planning. There is no shortage of complication, stress, and potential expense that, occur- that can occur when a will cannot be located following a party's death. This is particularly true in Ontario, where the law provides for a presumption of revocation with respect to lost wills. Namely, a will will be presumed to be revoked by destruction when the original will cannot be located after the death of the deceased. Wow. Now, if you think differently and you know that there was a will and it wasn't destroyed, you've got to go to the court and plead your case. So there's an option for that. Uh, must be proved by way of an application before the court. As the Ontario Court of Appeal held in Sorcos versus uh, Cowderoy 2006 case, a party who seeks to prove a lost will bears the onus to prove due execution of the will, provide particulars tracing possession of the will to the date of the testator's death, provide proof of the contents of the will, and rebut the presumption that the will was destroyed by the testator with the intention to revoke it. That is a tall order for somebody who wants to challenge the decision that, yeah. that it was destroyed. Um, I mean, it's, they're giving you an opportunity. It's a window. You you got, you got to check a lot of boxes um, to, to have that decision reversed. So getting back to this um, new Canada will registry, you know, I've asked lawyers for years. I asked 10 different lawyers if there's a will registry. I get 10 different answers. Well, guess what? There seems to be a will registry. After <laughs> no, all. I'm looking at the sheet you brought in. Yeah. yeah well, that's why uh, I brought copies here so we could all study this stuff together and learn. And and I was doing this last night. Okay, let's talk about this new Canada will registry uh, launched this past May 2019. It uh, advises that the development of the Canada will registry will aim to provide a comprehensive Canada-wide system for finding wills. They go on to say, once the Canada Will Registry amasses 100,000 wills, the program will enable the ability for will searches to be submitted. Well, I went on it last night, spent some time on it last night, and I can tell you they've well passed the 100,000 mark. They, the number last night was 270,000 wills that have been registered. Right. Okay. So that means uh, it's, av- it's open and it's available to use. And I did. Um, I'm still I'm scanning here while I'm explaining um, I paid I paid the hundred bucks. Ted, I used your expense account. Hope you don't mind. Oh, I'm not to, surprised. Uh, to to put a search on uh-huh. for my father's will. My dad passed uh, September 2019, and I have his will. Let's be clear about that. I mean, I I have it, and there was no you know probate to worry about. Of course, uh, that'd be embarrassing if there was. Um, so I'm curious to, to know though if it was registered. 
I'm a little bit worried I might be opening up a can of worms here, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there's always that concern, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. So, so I have, after I paid uh, your money to do the search, they sent me a certificate, a notice. A, it's called a search certificate, and it's got all the information on it that I punched in. Uh, my name, his name, my contact info, all that stuff, my, my relation. It says, anyone with a matching will has been instructed to disclose it by October 1st, 2021. So basically they get that you have a month. I'm going to wait a month uh, to the day, basically, um, mm-hmm. before I get a result. So they've sent it out to their, their people and um, we'll see what happens. When someone is searching for a will, uh, the registry will publish a knowledge of a will notice and its system will compare and cross-reference the search terms against the system's registered wills. If the terms match with the registered will, the registry will notify the registering firm or company and provide them with the searcher's contact information. The platform is used by lawyers, trustees, banks, and government, and the hosts of the Avoid Probate Show. Well, I'll keep you posted. Please do. (laughs) Please do. We'll take a break and we'll come back with more. This is the Avoid Probate Show on Zoomer Radio. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. This is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. Okay, let's head down and visit our friend Tom Holick, 190 Baldwin in the heart of Kensington Market. That's his home, and it should be yours as well, because that's where you'll find Tom's place. Tom, we're creeping in into the fall very rapidly, and that means a change of clothing and styles. And what do you got for this fall? Uh, you know, Ted, it's, it's sport jackets are very important once again. Soft materials. We have wonderful Bragg's trousers that are slightly heavier. We have zip-up tops. I know I know I know you live in the Bragg's pants. They are fantastic. They're fabulous. They're amazing. And you know, we also know that a lot of people are going back to work and and they want to dress better, look better, but at the same time they don't want to be stiff. They want to wear soft clothing. Clothing that will suit them. So it it not necessarily that people are going to start going back in suits, but they're going to wear nice casual dress pants. They're going to wear nice shirts tailored shirts, shirts that they can wear wear on on its own. But in the morning or late afternoon, maybe when you buy you want to buy a nice zip up sweater. And 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 to make sure that all customers are able to come and shop at Tom's place, our hours have changed. From Monday to Friday we're gonna be open from eleven till six, Saturdays from ten till five, and on Sundays from twelve to five. We are looking for a very successful fall season, and we prepared ourselves with some fabulous clothing that people can use, and there's no better place than Tom's Place. You got it. Tom's Place, 190 Baldwin in the heart of Kensington Market. You are listening to the Avoid Probate Show. I'm Ted Wallace, and he is Jason Laidler. You may get a hold of him, or you can get a hold of him. During the course of the week, you can text him at, or actually email, uh, info at avoidprobate.ca. Info at avoidprobate.ca, avoid probate being one word. Toll free, the call number is 1-844-667-7628. And with that, we turn to the mailbag, Jason. I'm just going to fly through the mailbag here and, and touch on some recent events, I guess. Uh, just the other day, 
I met with a nice lady, 85 years old, couple GICs, and the one is paying a, a whopping 0.25%. <laughs> so we are moving the GIC money, and the other one, fortunately, is maturing this month. That's nice. Normally, we have to wait two years or something like that. Uh, another reason I hate them. But anyway, we're going to move that money over to the For Life product. Uh, longtime listeners will have heard of this before. It's a product from Industrial Alliance, which guarantees a payment amount based on your age. So it's an insurance product. It's not, an, it's not life insurance. But instead of the GIC, uh, the low interest that the GIC pays, this pays you quite a bit more based on your age. In her case, 5.2%. So we're going from 0 0.25 to 5.2. Now, it is a blend of capital and interest, but it is still way more interest than you would have been getting. And it's not locked in, and it's not going to be probated. So that that's uh, a success story. Similar, met with a lovely gentleman, uh, Mississauga. We get a lot of calls from your neck of the woods, Ted. Like The great state of Mississauga, I like to call it. Uh, like nine out of ten calls are that side of Young Street. This gentleman, I'm running for mayor, <laughs> has a HISA, we call it a HISA, high interest savings account, total misnomer when you consider that as paying a whole 0.1% interest. That's the that's the high interest savings account, 0.0. 0.1, not one. Nope. So we're setting up a this couple. This is another reason why the banks don't want to see the interest rate change, because then they're going to have to pay out too much money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, they're making lots of money, that's for sure. We're just uh, we're going to set up a couple TFSAs for this gentleman and his lovely wife. He's going to have the 100% death benefit on this money because he's not 85 yet. We've talked about that before, but I wanted to throw that in there to remind you. And I also want to remind the listeners, you know, TFSAs are not non-registered investments, which are which cause the probate problem. But the point is, we we can manage all of it. You know, we're we're first and foremost. Uh, certified financial advisors who happen to be specializing in a probate solution. So don't don't think that we can't help you just because you don't have non-registered money at the bank. Um, lastly, later this week, I can't wait. You ever been to Apsley, Ontario? Yeah, out near Peterborough. Yeah, I think it's just yeah. past. I, I, lived, I, I worked out in Peterborough. Yeah? It was my second job out at Chex Radio. Yeah. Okay, well. So I know the area. I'm going to take the nice... Drive out to uh, beautiful Apsley. Shout out to our Apsley listeners. <laughs> I'm gonna. Uh, it's beautiful country. We're gonna we're it's gonna gorgeous. move we're gonna move a riff over to uh, this for life product and uh, enjoy the benefits of this guaranteed payout amount that I was talking about before. The riff it's kind of interesting with the riff because if if you have a riff, you know that there's a minimum payout you have to receive uh, based on your age, and that's taxed in the year you receive it. And that's going to take your RIF down to zero over time because when if you live long enough, the minimum payment amount becomes 20%. So when you start taking 20% a year out of your RIF, it goes to zero pretty fast. Um, but this for life product that I mentioned before, you know, the 5.2% that the lady's going to get, she's going to get that forever. Well, not for, for as long as she's alive, even after the RIF goes to zero. And I'm going to say that again because people are shocked. The, the For Life product can create what we call a never-ending riff. Your riff's going to go to zero if you live long enough, but if it's in the For Life product, you're still going to get whatever the payment was at 5.2%. Shocking. How can they pay you on something that doesn't exist? Exactly. Uh, what's, the, what's the rate of return on 5.2% uh, of zero? It's like an infinite rate of return, but that's the chance. It's, it's, it's an insurance-based product 
It's not life insurance. It's an investment product, but that's the way they've, they've built it. It's called a GMWB. That's a technical term. If you want more information on that, give me a call. Shoot me an email. Okay, we will take a break. Come back and wrap up the show right here on Zoomer Radio. AM 740. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. Good afternoon, friends. We are gathered here to remember, insert your name, and we're heartbroken because, insert your name, did not avoid probate. So the loved ones of, insert your name, have to wait a long time for what rightfully is theirs. I see I've made you cry. Recent changes in law make probate slower, more complicated, and more expensive. Don't make it harder for your loved ones. Avoidprobate.ca this is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. Welcome back. You are listening to the Avoid Probate Show. I'm Ted Wallace and he's Jason Laidler. And of course, you can get a hold of Jason during the course of the week by emailing him avoidprobate.ca. That's triple W. True. Avoid Probate is one word. Dot .ca avoidprobate.ca and you can call toll-free 1-844-667 7628. Uh, the leaves changing up where you live? Because you're, well, you're, as a matter of fact, you're about a mile from North Bay, right? Something like that. They, they have started to change. I have noticed. Um, it's that time of year. The nights are a little cooler and easier for sleeping. By the way, you got your AC fixed, right? I did. So you can sleep now? Sleep like a baby. Um, I just wanted to add about the website. As you said, which means I'm wetting myself. Getting back to the website, there is a free probate calculator for you to play with, punch in the numbers and see what the probate uh, nasty numbers might look like for your state or your mom's estate. And just so you know, that is a that's a private uh, report. I we we know when someone has used the calculator, but we don't know anything else. We just we don't have any information. Just just when it gets used. So yeah, should let people know that there's yeah. a level go of ahead, privacy go ahead and that, play with it. That, that we respect. Yeah. So uh, leaves are changing. It's coming into nice uh, fall weather. I'm excited about that. No more humidity. But uh, go Packers. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. If you're if you want to talk CF, uh, NFL, I mean, and go Argos. Thank you, uh, Kelly, for producing the show this week for us as usual. Thanks to Ted Walshon for decades of radio excellence. Thank you, Zoomers, for your time today. What do you think, Ted? Same time next next week? Look forward to it. Okay, me too. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. You've been listening to an exclusive podcast of Avoid Probate with Jason Laidler. Heard every Sunday at 8 a.m. on Zoomer Radio. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.